before we begin the show, I do want to say something. Uh, something this past week hurt my heart because I've not only been a fan of this man, but I've been a fan of his work for such a long time. And it just hurt my heart to know that he had passed away at the age of 77. This show is dedicated to the life and the memory of John Witherspoon, a.k.a. Pops, a.k.a. Granddad, a.k.a. Coordinate, flip-flopping and all that, you know, I thank you, John Witherspoon, for the legacy of last from the countless movies you've been in, from Vampire in Brooklyn to the Friday Trilogy to uh, TV shows such as Martin, uh, Wayne's Brothers. Just thank you. And Boondocks, thank you, thank you so much for everything that you've done. Thank you for your memory. Thank you for the last. Thank you for the great time. And it's sad that you're not here in the physical, but you left so much work here for us to look at and laugh. Thank you, uh, John Witherspoon. Special prayer to the uh, John Witherspoon family. God bless y'all. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Dope Sessions Podcast. This is your host, Kelvin Wilson, and I'm glad that you guys are still tuning in and getting all the vibes in from, from past shows and shows that I just, you know, put up there. And um, first of all, I'm just glad that you guys are still listening, still in tune with the vibes. Um, so what I want to let everybody know is that the Dope Sessions podcast episodes will be airing on Sundays. It used to be Wednesday and Saturdays, but because I've kind of gotten a tad bit busy with, with some things, I want to just start releasing these episodes on Sunday. So you guys are going to get some very, very good, interesting topics for me to discuss on Sunday. And so today's topic is basically just me talking about some things. This is this is gonna be a hip hop um this is a hip hop episode because I got two things that I want to talk about, especially when it comes to hip hop. So what I'm gonna do is just take a pause for the calls and we'll be back with more of the Dope Sessions podcast. So the other day or so, and I, I'm I'm either prefacing this as the other day or so, I can't really remember, but on the popular radio show, The Breakfast Club, T.I. talked about a list that he made as far as best rappers or influential rappers of all time. Uh, he put Pac as number one and Jay-Z as number two. Uh, he gave his reasons on why he felt that Pac was number one. Now, if you remember a Vlad TV video from uh, rapper Sauce Money, the, the caption said that Tupac is the most polarizing artist 
Jay-Z is the most important. See, I kind of agree and disagree with what T.I. was saying as far as uh, Pac being more influential. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe that Pac is influential, but I believe that Jay-Z is as influential or maybe in the same, you know, neck and neck with Pac. That's just my opinion. Uh, there is and will never be an argument on the legacy of Tupac and what he's done for the game. You can't just say that he's the only influential artist, period, and don't see the other artists that, that have taken over hip-hop and have taken it to so many levels that it just cancels everybody out. And I know that's not what T.I. was doing or saying. Now, I, rem I even remember when I told people, and you probably heard the episode as well, when I told people that Pac wasn't even in my top 20 or 30 rappers of all time list. And a lot of people thought I was super crazy, but I was going by lyrics and how they delivered those lyrics, songs, playability, uh, the way they put their words together. I, I was... I was clearly looking at it from a MC perspective, and I'm not canceling out Pac as a MC. I'm just saying that I felt like I had other people on the list. If, if we're coming down to, to rappers or MCs that I felt like were way better than, than Tupac was. Now, I've made this, this uh, comparison for a while now, and I don't think really pe people don't understand, but I hopefully you guys do. So, this is the comparison I've made. Tupac is like Enter the Dragon, and for those who know me personally, know that Enter the Dragon is not only one of my favorite movies, not just Kung Fu movies, but one of my favorite movies of all time. But everybody knows how much I loved Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee is my idol. Like, I love Bruce Like, Bruce Lee is number one, and then Batman is number two as far as my favorite heroes. Right? So everybody knows, especially those who know me, know how much I love and appreciate Bruce Lee. And Enter the Dragon has always been at the pinnacle. Like, if it wasn't for Enter the Dragon, you wouldn't have these movies. You wouldn't have a kung fu movie genre. And that is exactly the case, right? And nobody is, is excluding that. My problem is, it's with all the kung fu movies that have come out. Is Enter the Dragon still the pinnacle? Or has another film either reached the same level? Are they neck and neck? Or is it still Into the Dragon and then everything else is just wherever, right? That has always been my argument. Like, nobody makes room to say, okay, Tupac is influential. And Jay-Z is influential too, right? Yes, Into the Dragon is very influential. And without Bruce Lee, there wouldn't be this, this, this total like thing that we have as far as a genre of kung fu movie but i cannot neglect the work of jackie chan i cannot neglect the work of donnie yen i cannot neglect the the work of michelle yo i cannot neglect the the, the the work of the shaw brothers studio and golden harvest and 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 
Dickerson Poon and all these other giants in that community, right? So, yes, while I believe that Enter the Dragon is at a plateau at the top when it comes to Kung Fu movies, do you know what other movie to me is on that same level and it's like really like right there? They're both touching each other's forehead. It's Five Deadly Venom. That movie to me is either right there, button foreheads, or it's a little bit above Enter the Dragon. But because art is very subjective, right? And I keep saying this tons and tons of times on these on these episodes. Art is subjective, right? So of course, a lot of people have told me, are you biased because you're a Jay-Z fan? So you're gonna think Jay-Z is influential. But what make what what makes Jay not influential? Forgive me if I'm wrong, and I could be wrong on this, but how many rappers, how many rappers are like Pac? And how many rappers are like Jay-Z? How many rappers have adopted that whole, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, write anything down, I'm just gonna freestyle this shit. How many, how many rappers have 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 had their own labels, their own independent labels because of Jay-Z and Dame Dash? How many have 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 turned you know that 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 label or uh from from going from label to clothing and then label clothing alcohol and then turning another label and a sports um emprise and a music emprise all this other stuff and, and creating title like how many other artists have done that unfortunately Pop didn't get the chance to, to do those things because he died at a very early age. But if he was still alive, would he be would he would he do those things? I'm not sure and I can't speak on that. Um and and I think that now to me, when we go to bodies of work, right? My favorite pop albums are Two Pocalypse Now. Strictly for my niggas and me against the world. Those are my three favorite um, Pac albums. When it comes to Jay Z, here are my favorite Jay Z albums: Reasonable Doubt, Volume Three, Hard Knock Life, Blueprint, Black Album. Um. Let's see, what else do I like a Jay-Z? Um, American Gangster. Um, Blueprint 3. Uh, what else do I like a Jay-Z? Even though a lot of people didn't like it, I really enjoyed Magna Carta Holy Grail. I sort of enjoyed Kingdom Come, but those two albums wouldn't necessarily be on my favorite Jay-Z list. Um... 444, great album, and that's on my favorite Jay-Z list, album list. Um, so when it comes to body of work, I think Jay-Z beats out Pac, but because the legend of Pac, it super exceeds not only his body of work, but who he is as a person, then that super exceeds everything. And I'm not saying that's right, 
I'm not saying it's wrong. What I'm saying is nobody's arguing the legacy of Pac. But I don't think that Tupac is the only influential rapper. I think I think him and Jay-Z are button heads. That's just my opinion. That's how I feel. That's all I gotta say. Yo, okay, so another thing I kind of want to talk about is me and my friend, uh, well, I should not say my friend, but my brother, one of my brothers, uh, goes by the name of Donald, Donald Brewer uh, Jr. Me and him had this conversation uh, a couple of days ago about just uh, as far as, like, uh, I, I said that um, Kendrick Lamar had like uh, to me I think he has three classic albums right and so one of those albums being To Pimp a Butterfly now my friend my brother Donald doesn't think To Pimp a Butterfly is not only a great album but he doesn't think it's a classic album and he pretty much hates it I, I think he hates the, the, the styling of it because it is jazzy, it is funky, um, it, it is eclectically weird. And one of the things he was saying was, like, he ain't even rapping on the album. And I'm like, dude, I listen to this album almost every day. Matter of fact, I listened to it like three days ago um, because not only do I still have it on... CD, but I also have it on my Spotify. So whenever I'm like washing dishes or I'm like trying to come up with ideas for the show, I have the Pimple Butterfly playing in, 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 in the, at the crib. So for him to say hey, it's not even no rapping in, in this album, I was just like, dude, I listen to this album all the time. There is rapping throughout the whole album. Yes it's, yes, it's poetry. Yes, it's like spoken word. And maybe you're not into that. And I understand that. But like, come on, bro. Like, me and him just go back and forth. And so then what really made us go back and forth was the fact that he said that he felt that uh, J. Cole's K.O.D. is a much better album than To Pimp a Butterfly. And I love J. Cole's uh, K.O.D. album. It was on my. It was probably number one on my best album list that, came, that the album that came out that year. But no, it's not. It's not near better or way better or anything. It's not even close to the Pimp a Butterfly. I think when when artists decide to do things differently, right? <clears throat> You're either gonna be judged by it. Or, or it's gonna come off as like a, a great album or it's not gonna come off as a great album. Um, so, so who knows, right? Who, who, who really knows? Like, I, um, um, I'm just kinda just trying to, you know, as, as far as with, you know, just the different albums. Like, think about it like this. 
Outkast made very different albums and they started getting really different and really eclectic, but everybody accepted it because it was Outkast, right? But nobody accepted it when it was common with Electric Circus. Nobody really accepted it when it was Kanye's 808s and Heartbreaks. Now, further down the line, they, be, they became more respected, but right then and there, nobody really like like judged it, you know what I'm saying? And so when Kendrick came out with To Pimp a Butterfly, it, it, it started to kind of creep back that whole like, oh man, this is too weird, it's too jazzy, it's too this, it's too that. Like it really kind of puts you back in that space where there are, there are a lot of people in hip hop that say, man, hip hop needs to change, it needs to grow, it needs to expand, it needs to do this, it needs to be different. And as soon as that happens, then uh, some of us would be like, man, that's too fucking different, though. That's too fucking different. That's too weird. I can't, I can't fuck with this shit. It's too weird. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, a case in point, I tell you, like, I drop a lot of freestyles, right? Oh, tons and tons of freestyles. And a lot of the freestyles that I, that, that I do, and some of them are actually freestyles, and then some of them are written out, but I just call them freestyles. Because technically they are, they're just written, right? So... But I record these songs on lo-fi hip-hop beats, right? And a lot of people like lo-fi hip-hop beats, but then there's some people that don't like it because they feel like it's too, it's too whiny, it's too this, it's too that. And sometimes, <coughs> excuse me, sometimes when you listen to those lo-fi hip-hop tracks, they are, it, it is more like hip-hop jazzy type of feel to it. And so it puts you in a mood so when you start listening to these beats and you're writing something to it or you're freestyling to it, it makes you go in a different route. Now, like my brother even told me, he was like, I like it, dog, but it's just too, it's too mellow. It's too this, like it's too, it, it, it's just too like, you know, weird kind of. And, and sometimes people can take weird stuff and sometimes people can't take weird stuff. Now, Donald made an interesting point. He said that he felt like J. Cole's KOD was basically like Lupe Fiasco's The Cool. And so I didn't really pick up on that. Um, but, you know, like I, I, like I didn't get a sense that Lupe Fiasco was doing something different to appeal to like the newer rap like sensibilities. With KOD, I felt that that was what J. Cole was doing, even with his rhyme patterns. And don't get me wrong, Cole can spit. But like when he's just like, uh, Thunder within the Denneby, Thunder within the Denneby, A, I got Thunder within the B, A, I got so many, but it was just like he just, he adopted, <coughs> he adopted the style of today and even the beats like he even did the beats but they they wasn't typically J. Cole sounding beats these beats were kind of like newer age beats and his flow was newer age flow so to me while the argument can be that J. Cole did something different which he did do something different but how different was it was it different to like elevate that type of style and to say, okay, anytime I get on this beat, I gotta flow hard because because J. Cole did exactly what we doing, 
but he was just flowing so fucking dope on this shit that we gotta elevate our flow. We gotta elevate the flow on our shit, or was it just, you know, he just did what everybody else did? And I think it's a balance of both. So Donald, while I don't necessarily agree with the Lupe fiasco thing, and maybe I'm wrong on that, but I felt like J. Cole. Like, I think this was J. Cole's To Pimp a Butterfly. It's, it, it's a very, very dope album. I love KLD. I think it's one of J. Cole's best albums. And to me, like, my list of J. Cole's best albums is basically this. Um, well, I'm talking about album-wise. I'm not talking about mixtapes. I'm talking about albums. My favorite J. Cole albums are 2014 Forest Hills Drive, For Your Eyes Only, and KOD. Um, I wasn't too much of a fan of the first uh, debut album, and then like Born Center was cool. It wasn't like my favorite, but 2014 Force Hill Drive to KOD, dope. And I think those are, to me, I believe that. And now, if I could say <sighs> J. Cole, as far as like, those are my, my favorite Cole albums, but if I had to say what are classic Cole albums then I would I would go with I would I would go with KOD and um, 2014 Forest Hills Drive and as much as I've listened to uh, For Your Eyes Only and I love that album I don't think that it's a classic I think it's a great body of work and I know what you're probably thinking well if it's a great body of work and all this other stuff then it should be it, sh- it should be a classic, but that's not necessarily the case. The only reason why, to me, maybe For Your Eyes Only is not in the classic conversation is because I think that album went past, it went over a lot of people's heads, and it was too somber and too this and too this for everybody. And and I get it, because it, it was. And but But see, I like... When people like I, I love hip hop. I love hip hop to death. But I'm also the type of person that loves when somebody takes a chance. And if you take a chance and you miss, then you miss, but at least you took that chance. But when you take that chance and you make something dope, that's that's where I, I, I feel like you're up you're in the in the in the echelon of classics. Kendrick did that with To Pimp a Butterfly, and I believe that Cole did that with K.O.D. So to me, they're both classic albums. Now, is K.O.D. better than To Pimp a Butterfly? In my opinion, absolutely not. But to Donald's opinion, it is. And there's probably a lot of people that's going to either be on my side or on Donald's side, but that's just how it is. Once again, I always say, art is subjective. But I do want to thank y'all again for tuning in to another episode of the Dope Sessions Podcast. You guys can uh, listen to this episode as well as other episodes, not only on, um, not only on, you know, uh, Anchor.fm, but you can listen to this show on Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other platforms where podcasts live at. Until then, I'll see you guys next time. Peace.